1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon's hitting out at Celtic's critics Saying there's no justification for him to be sacked Rangers turn their attentions back to European action After taking the advantage domestically And no Scottish Cup replays this season As the competition looks to survive coronavirus challenges I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And welcome to the biggest week of this season so far Gordon Celtic have gone defeat, defeat, draw As they now head to the Europa League clash with Leal on Thursday night Rangers 6 points clear in the Premiership They could make it 6 from 6 in the Europa Against Lech Poznan Hearts and Hibs are just 4 days from an Edinburgh derby at Hamden And amid all this stressful, chaotic, fractious tension The SPFL has witnessed its first managerial casualty of the season uh, We'll maybe get to that later in the week Gordon Deal no, we'll we'll bigger fish to fry this evening And um, Neil Lennon is not a happy man No he certainly isn't Gordon He's come now uh, all guns blazing today um, I think he's just looked over at the weekend, sat down, had a think about it and thought, no, I'm going to fight back here and uh, the scattergun was out today and he's blaming a lot of people but I think he's got to listen to the people that's criticising him most you know, and that's his own fans. 01419511025, that is the number you need so get in touch, give that number a dial and let the guys know what is on your mind. 01419511025 or Twitter, if you would rather, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, it's only Tuesday. The weekend is fresh in the memory. How do you look back on it, Roger? Um, it was a thrilling game, Epitodri, um, on Sunday lunchtime. Probably a fair share of the spoils. You thought Celtic were going to do what they did at Tannadice, what they did at McDermott Park, um, arrive late to the party and go home with the three points, and they didn't. And off the back of the Rangers and Milan results. Had a very poor week for Celtic by their own high standards. Rangers, very simple. Three o'clock on the Sunday, they'd seen Celtic drop more points, two goals in 16 minutes, and cruised home against Livingston. And the highlight of Saturday, of course, before you boys mention it, I was at Fur Park to see Motherwell really turn on the style four goals in the first game in a month. I thought it was a poor week for Celtic. Uh, I don't think many will disagree with that. You can see, well, hold on a minute, they got a... A good point at Pitordry. Another day would be a good point, but to go away from home, score three goals, uh, you'd expect to win the game. They lost, what, eight goals in the week, Gordon? Uh, not good enough. Another hand, Rangers don't lose goals, winning games, won comfortably against Livingston. They've had a terrific week. It's up to Celtic to change that now and start on Thursday night and get off the mark and have a good week because it certainly is a big one coming up yeah it's all fast and furious at the moment Roger we're, we're swinging from domestic football to European football then we've got the Scottish Cup at the weekend as well so it's um, usually the season takes a while to, to get into the big games but they, they are coming truly thick and fast at the yeah, moment yeah long may it continue as well and we're still not very far away from Scotland's game in Serbia of course which yep. is you know as big as any of them um, the bad point for Celtic about the games coming thick and fast is there's actually no real time for Neil Lennon to work with the player do real meaningful work in the training ground and there's very little time to, to get the injured players, the COVID hit players, back into the squad. I think after the defeat to Rangers, I think he would have liked maybe to have shuffled the pack a little bit. He didn't have that luxury. Only Ryan Christie was available again for the Milan game. You look at the weekend, you know, still no Forrest, still no Julian. 
Uh, Edward. Still, still no Edward, yeah, as well. So he hasn't really had much opportunity to almost take a breath and assess what's happened in the last week. And now they're away to France tomorrow. Again, no real players back and, and the struggle goes on. Strong comments from Neil Lennon today. Very strong indeed. So have a listen to these and let us know what you think. 0141 951 1025. He says there's no need for hysteria. He believes the treatment of Shane Duffy in particular is out of order. Comments that uh, he's rank rotten and he's bomb scare and he's costing us. And you've seen it, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I find that, you know, ridiculous. Um, I have seen millions of players come in here. I've seen them take a bit of time to find their feet and then go on to have brilliant careers. I've seen players come in, hit the ground running. And I've also seen players come in with big reputations and, and it hasn't worked out for them. We're hoping that's not going to be the case for Shane. And um, it's my job to man-manage him the best possible way. He's got my full support. He's got the team's full support. And I don't think we should individualise anybody for what was a decent performance away from home. We conceded some goals. If we'd have held out in the last minute, we'd have the same amount of points as this time last year. So... Where all the hysteria is coming from is beyond me, but it's something I can't control. I think it's media-driven by some people, and it's okay. We can take all that. But there's a clear lack of respect for the players here, for the management here, from a backroom team here at the minute because of you know one bad week. Even more to come on that from Neil Lennon. Lots more to come, in fact. But we want to hear from you and your interpretation of it. 0141-951-1025. Roger, what do you make of those comments? Um... Listen, Shane Duffy is having a difficult week in Celtic and having a difficult week. When Shane Duffy first arrived at the club, um, scored a couple of goals, kept a couple of clean sheets, looked a decent signing, um, his struggles have mirrored the struggles of the team in recent times. Um, I'm not having any of this as media-driven. You listen to the shows here, Gordon, on Super Scoreboard since a week past on Saturday, and you count how many media men, how many pundits have called for Neil Lennon to go and then consider how many Celtic fans have called for Neil Lennon to go. And I'm willing to say it's, of all the people calling for his job, 100% of them have been the fans, and 0% have been in the media. Some of the greatest criticism in media, though, has come from former Celtic players, not from journalists. He spoke about the criticism of Duffy. Not that's come from people like Chris Commons in the papers. So to say it's media-driven is false. Um, yeah, I understand what Roger's saying. I do think that... There's a there's a part there for the media. Um, I know Roger's got to stick up for that industry. That's what he's in. But like say for us, for us, we're pundits. We got our opinion. Uh, Neil Lennon's quite right to disagree. I've I've not been. No, a, but, but that's Roger's point. He's not disagreeing because who which which pundits have said Neil Lennon should get the sack. I've not heard. No, no, any no. Of but, but people are are coming in and you're reading. Pundits and people saying that he's coming under severe pressure. Neil's trying to defend that. Uh, they talk about the performance of his players. He's trying to defend that. That's what a good manager does. He comes out and he gets his back up and he puts his arms around his players and he tries to protect him. Now, as much as Neil's sitting there talking about Duffy, well, you can only go week to week and game by game and 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 look at players for him. Duffy, I said in Sunday, Gordon. I don't care who it is. They talk, call him, oh, he's, you know, he's just very slow. He's, and Neil said, rank, raw, and bomb, scare, whatever. I don't agree with that. I, I think Duffy is a very good player. 
Unfortunately Because you can't play A hundred odd games In the Premier League And be a bad player Right It doesn't happen But unfortunately He's come into a team There's other players That are not playing well You know He's left out His captain That was Always unusual But can understand The age And charm You know You've got guys That for instance, the defending at the weekend. Look at Ayers defending. So it's collectively the front men aren't really hitting hitting it off. So all of a sudden he's come into a team and it, and it's not settled just now. But it just takes a it takes something just to everything to click in for Neil Lennon. I I think he's quite right coming out and defending his players. Right, I really do. I think that's his job. He's got to say to his players we need to stick together and we need to fight the way through. The one thing they've got in their advantage is, and I don't care what you say, they've got a very good good squad, talented players, but they've got to start performing because Rangers just now, they're doing everything that's asked of them. OK, let's speak to Stuart and Cambus Lang, see what he thinks as a Celtic fan. Hi, Stuart. Hi, guys. Good evening, guys. How's it going? Um, I, I'm not bad, guys. I think... Um, Celtic deserve to get criticised, I think. Um, I don't like his comments, Neil Lennon's comments. I mean, Shane Duffy's come up to Scotland, and I think he's come up here like Joey Barton, thinking it's going to be a stroll, and he'll just stroll about the game. And he's found out that that's not the case. And for me, he doesn't look fit, for one. You see me play with the ball over the top, he'll just don't catch anybody. You know? And I think I'll go as far as to say, if Celtic had beaten Sunday with Aberdeen, I think Neil Lennon's job's on the line here. I really do. I'm not really too fussed about Thursday night. But on Sunday, if you don't win on Sunday, I think it could be his job could be serious on the line here. But here's the thing, Stuart. Neil Lennon says there's no justification for that. This is all this is media driven stuff that this this type of criticism is unacceptable. How would you it's not, coming, it's not coming from the media. I mean sometimes the media do, but I think this time it's coming to the fans. I, I really do. Um and sometimes you've got to criticize your players. See if they're not playing well, you've got to I mean, come on. I mean, defensively, Celtic are absolutely dreadful. I mean, they're really, really poor. You know, and, Stuart, and hold on. Are you saying that sometimes uh, Neil Lennon's got to criticise his players? Is that what you're saying, or do you? No, no. Are you, you saying, saying the Celtic fans? fans? Yeah. Because Neil Lennon has come out and criticised his players, and the minute Neil Lennon does that, we we jump on the oh, he's throwing his players under the bus. I think Neil Lennon just now is quite right to turn around and say, right, okay, we're under a bit of pressure here. Of course, sir, it's a massive week coming up for them. They've had a poor week, in my opinion. He's starting to just say, right, okay, we'll use this to find something, a bit of mm. strength, togetherness, to, to work towards our goal. As I say, he's got good players at his disposal. But I think, like Stuart, it is a big week because Thursday wouldn't bother me, right? I wouldn't, but Europe wouldn't bother me just now. Obviously, getting to a final of the Scottish Cup against Aberdeen would, would boost that confidence. I said this to Hugh last night, though. I don't know how people pretend that you can separate them because if you are using AC Milan as an example of Celtic being in poor form, then you, you can't disregard Europe. You can't do that. You can't be selective. If part of Celtic's bad week was a defeat to AC Milan, how can you say that Europe doesn't matter? If, Either does I've, it, doesn't it? Well, put it this way, Gordon. If I was prioritising a game, oh, everyone knows that. But that's it's what I'm going saying. to be Sunday. No, look, the Celtic and Rangers are clubs that go to try and win every game, right? But what I, my opinion is, if Celtic take go and lose on Thursday night, but you've seen signs of that. What everybody was talking about second half against AC Milan, oh, it looked better. Celtic looked sharper. I think Celtic fans would accept that going into Sunday's semi final against Aberdeen. But they've got to find something to build that confidence. 
Now they're coming in for uh, being they're getting criticised and rightly so because they're not performing at a level they should be. But they're not a bad team. That's the problem. Yeah, hundred percent. And listen, if, I know the point you're making. People in Celtic fans make about Leland Thursday night, Stuart. But if Celtic lose the game in France, Neil Lennon's detractors will use it as a stick to beat them. They will say it's four games, one draw, and three defeats, and you know the, the pressures building for Sunday. Um, I, I think the Celtic supporters who are keeping the pressure on the manager maybe need to remember the manager's remarks after the defeat to Ferenc Varos. Yeah. When he spoke about players not wanting to be there I, yeah. you know, There's not a lot of players have been shown the door since then Are we to believe that there are still players in there Who don't want to be there? Well let them go then See the guys who don't want to be there Get them out the door I don't care who they are Just get them out the door and let's go on mate Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean do you guys fancy Celtic Thursday night? Uh, no, Stuart no I don't uh, no, they're, 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 and I'm a Celtic fan. I hate to say that, but I don't fancy them either. To be honest with you. Yeah, but, but what I do fancy them to do is um, find their form again, because I think oh, I think they've got too many good players, and I think they've got. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. We've heard it for years on this program. James Forrest, I think, has been a massive miss, right? And it's not until he's out the team. But when he was playing in the team, people would come on here. How does Forrest get a game every week? Well, you go and look at Celtic. He gives them so much. Edward's still to come back. He has to find the right formation. Duffy has got to improve his form to show the player that he is. Uh, you know, you've so you've got different players. Is in Cham a case of taking him out of the team now? Frimpong, you look at, for instance, nobody likes Frimpong better than me. I, I hyped him up to the heavens. But... You look at Frimpong now He looks like a, a reserve player that's come in And he's played in the first team for so many games And he needs a little bit of break Well here's the thing though right Because th the language used I understand that See when, when players are described in newspaper headlines By former players as, as bomb scare or, or whatever that That is harsh and you can understand yeah. why a manager would, would take exception to that But a lot of people aren't using that type of language You've just said Olivier and Cham. What, what about people who are quite simply saying take Shane Duffy out of the team? I don't think he's very good at the moment. I mean, where's the where's the problem in, in having that opinion if you express it in that type of way? I don't think there's a problem with that, Gordon. But the problem is just now for Neil Lennon is he's limited to who he puts in. You know, because he's got one or two players obviously missing at the centre-back situation. So, and also as a, the manager, he'll either believe that Shane Duffy can work his way through this and start performing to a level Or If he gets guys like Julian and Beaton And all these guys back It might be a case of a big mm. decision To say to him Look I'm going to take you out of the firing line uh, Okay Well thank you very much to Stuart and Canvas Lang Let's hear more From Neil Lennon He insists no one should be questioning his position Or even his coaching style People You know are saying that I Don't do this on the training ground I don't do it. Nobody knows what I'll do on the training ground you know, nobody sees what I do on the training ground. I'm here at 8.30 in the morning, maybe 6 o'clock at night. I work with my coaches day to day with the players, day in, day out. So, you know, you hear all these rumours, and that's what happens when you go through a little spell, all the conspiracy theory comes out about fallouts, dressing room breakups, all that nonsense. And that's what it is, it's just fake news. It sounds like Donald Trump now, but it's just all fake news. Players are great. Players are bubbly. There's a few of them got to find their best form. I understand that. They can't be brilliant all the time. But the atmosphere in the camp is very, very good. And I, there's no justification at the minute for me to be sacked. 
none whatsoever. So people can put out in the media what they want. They need to behave themselves. They need to start acting professionally. They need to stop telling porkies. And they need to stop digging out players when they've been players themselves and didn't have a great time the whole way through the time here either. And you thought 2020 was weird enough already. We're about to discuss Neil Lennon and Donald Trump on Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Roger Hanna. Yeah, um, I would have loved it if Neil had had another sentence there to name the former players he was discussing. Um, but uh, listen, I'm going to give you my view on it. My view on it is, I tend to agree with Gordon DL. Celtic will get better. Celtic win their game in hand, which is likely. It's at Celtic Park. They go within three points of Rangers. If they beat Aberdeen at Hamden on Sunday, which in recent years they've tended to do, they're in the Scottish Cup final against Hearts or Hibs in 90 minutes from a fourth consecutive treble. Never been done before. So I think the crisis talk is maybe overhyped. The thing is, unusually, Gordon, the crisis talk isn't overhyped this time by the media. It's simply not media-driven. This crisis is being fueled by the opinions of Celtic fans and former Celtic players. Celtic fans, do you agree with that or not? This is a great time to let us know. 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Passionate words from Neil Lennon today, Celtic fans, or anyone else, anyone who's an interested observer, what do you make of them? Scott is a Celtic fan on the line. What have you got for us, Scott? Um, when do you say, enough's enough, when do you start to put the alarm bells up and say, by the way, this isn't working? Now, Celtic is a club built towards this nine in a row, stroke ten in a row, obviously nine season coming. Even under Ronnie, when we the poor period under Ronnie, and I, I always felt that Ronnie maybe the job was too big from his early in his years. But even under Ronnie, we didn't go three games where we, we lacked shots and target and stuff like that. Yeah, we lost to Rangers, fair enough, freak result at that time. But we still won the championship. Right now, if we continue playing the way we're playing just now, we won't win the championship. We won't win it, and it's okay saying aye, the players will find form. Seen Sunday, I couldn't believe what I was watching when we were three two up with five minutes to go. I looked to her to see Jeremy Frimpong standing at the halfway line and two other midfield players way beyond them with five minutes to go in a game where we struggled to get in front. It's the tactics that scare me. It's the tactics that scare me. We lost to Ferran Varkos, we lost last year to Cluj, same position, three two up, I three two up, game was won. We could beat 4-3. We've done it against Copenhagen. A great result away. We get to one each at Parkhead. Throw it away. Aberdeen. Throw it away. Where do, where do you stop with us? I, I don't have a problem with Neil as a manager. I've got a problem with his tactics. And his tactics right now, whether it's him, whether it's Gavin Strachan, whether it's John Kennedy, I don't know. But we don't look like a good defensive unit. And to win games, you've got to keep the ball out the net. That's my problem. And I agree with Gordon. Gordon was saying earlier on about what results are most important. I'll tell you, if I had my options around, I just wouldn't have been in Europe. Because winning the league is the most important thing that this club has in front of it in the last, I'm going to say, 40 years. most important thing in 40 years is to create a new record. A modern record. Not an old record. For 50 years ago, and I loved the Lisbon Lions. I loved, loved the thought of it and everything that happened. 
But right now, ten in a row is the most important thing that this club have ever chased. Talk about those performances, Scott, and you cited, you know, for argument's sake, Aberdeen at the weekend. But, you know, Celtic is a team filled with international footballers, filled with experienced players. Surely the players, with five minutes to go, you're talking where Frimpong is, where the midfield is, surely the players need to take some responsibility for game management. The captain was on by that stage, the vice captain was still on, the vice captain gave away the penalty in injury time. Is, it, is there not an onus? I know the manager, the buck stopped with him, but is there not some responsibility, some onus on those players to realise, yep. as you say, yep. listen boys, we're 3-2 up, we've struggled to get 3-2 up, there's only five minutes to go, let's just see this out, because it's Aberdeen away at Petodri, it can be awkward here, you know, surely those players need to take the responsibility, rather than just let the buck stop with the manager all the time. No, you're, you're, you're right, you're, you're, you're right, the players have got to take the responsibility, but see, the, at the end of the day, no matter what the players do, the manager will take the brunt of that. He's always going to take the, the brunt of that. See Shane Duffy. I, I'm, I'm absolutely surprised in what I'm seeing for Shane Duffy. I thought he was a good old-fashioned centre-half. If in doubt, it was into Rose Ed. I saw a Mick McCarthy-type guy. That's who I thought I was going to get when he came to Celtic. Now, I, granted, I've never seen a lot of Shane Duffy. But he's been playing in the English Premiership. He must be a good level player. But i seen him on Sunday getting robbed. who took the touchline. Now, again... Where is Jeremy Frimpong? The centre half centre out at the touchline again. I'm not trying to have a go at Jeremy Frimpong. He's played less than 50 professional games in his career. He's a young lad learning his, learning his trade. So he's going to have mistakes in him, and there's going to be periods of time where he's not playing particularly well. But Shane Duffy is left one and one with an Aberdeen centre forward out on the right side of the touchline. No, I thought he would just blow that out of the park. No, he tried some sort of. I don't know what he tried to do, but he tried to play it, run the guy or off the guy. He's made a, made a mess it and we've lost another goal from it. All I'm saying is right now, the experienced players in the team and the manager aren't getting it right. Mm. The only thing... And the problem is, when do you stop When do you stop saying, right, this isn't working? Scott, what I'll, what I'll do is I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you in the, what you said about if Celtic continue down this road, you're right, they won't win the league. Because Rangers and... People can live on the hope of what happened last year when they come back from Dubai. As I said at the weekend, they're in the same movie with different actors, Rangers. I don't see anything slipping from them. I think their standards will go all the way at the end of the season. So it's up to Celtic to go and match that and try and overtake that. I think you can point the finger at Shane Duffy because I think a lot was expected of him. Um, you can look at the goalkeeper. Uh, a lot was expected for the money. A Yeti has hardly been fit. A lot's been expected for money. And Cham, people say, why is he getting a game? So it's not just pointing the finger and a witch on one player. I think collectively just now, Celtic just are off the pace of the game. Um, Scott, but Neil Lennon thinks that the criticism of Shane Duffy's unfair. It's, it's over the top. It's too harsh. What would you say to that? Well... <laughs> We're not talking about a guy that's earning £2.50 in a packet of fags at the weekend here. We're talking about a guy that's earning probably upwards of forty grand a week that's getting paid solely by Celtic, according to Shane Duffy. So, um, what I expected to see was a very experienced professional coming in and playing at centre-half and, and preaching and practising good things that the, the younger players, the likes of Greg Taylor, the likes of Jeremy Frimpong, um, and even the likes of Christopher Ayer, who, realistically, is 22, um, would pick up and learn off. Well, he's no showed anything so far that I would say Frimpong or Ayer or, Jerry, uh, or Young Greg Taylor. 
by the way, that's how you defend. Actually, I feel sorry for Frimpong at the minute, Scott, because as you say, as a young lad, he's less than fewer than 50 games in his pro career. He needs taken out the team. He's out of form. Um, you know, his form again is mirroring the form of the team. In other circumstances, I think El Hamed would have been in the team. He's obviously been away after being struck down with COVID. Um, maybe had circumstances been different. Shane Duffy might have been taken out of the team Had Julian been fit Had Beaton been available You might have seen a change there um, I think the problem But, but Neil... then but, but listening to Neil Lennon today Doesn't sound like someone Who would drop Shane Duffy if he could He, yeah, he sounds but, like someone Who doesn't but, think there's much wrong With Shane Duffy's performances if, if you rewind to someone else's press conference The last couple of weeks He said similar things about Scott Brown But he's left Scott Brown out twice um, So you know There are ways you manage your squad Sometimes It might, might do a player a benefit not yep. to be in the team. I would love a penny for the thoughts of Gary Breen, the man who two months ago said Shane Duffy shouldn't come to Scotland, it'll be too easy for him. Um, I think if Shane hasn't the surprise with a level of competition up here, Gary Breen certainly will have. Uh, thanks a lot to Scott in Bermullock. We're on Twitter as well. As always, Scott Carrick says, How can Lennon say it's one bad week? We've been biting our nails nearly every game Dundee United, St Johnson, even Livingston and St Mirren, Kilmarnock, and let's just forget the Rangers game. Uh, just a boy those Providing some balance He says Back the manager Back the team Trophies Are not dished out In October uh, But T. Rea says Tiresome The criticism the players Have received is 100% justified The hype surrounding Duffy's signing You'd expect people To be a bit miffed When he turns out To have less technical ability Than Tyler Blackett Jack Henry Etc Says T. Rea On Twitter At Clyde SSB 01419511025 uh, Let's hear a bit from Genuine Scottish football legend Is defending Neil Lennon Kenny Dalglish says Fans need to remember What Neil Lennon's done For the club in the past Yeah there's some supporters Unhappy But the majority of them Will be happy uh, Unfortunately <coughs> For everybody uh, I don't see Celtic Being overactive either And try to get rid of anybody So They should remember What Lenny did Four years ago And remember what he did What he's done here So far since he's come back Last year Coming into the new year and getting into the breakdown, they were trailing Rangers a bit and they spread past them over the new year uh, and ran away with the league. So, uh, Lenny for me, uh, as a manager of Celtic, deservedly so. And I don't think the Celtic people will be looking any other direction, any way, shape, or form. And like everything else, the bad news always gets well publicised rather than the good news, doesn't it? A strong defence of New Lennon and Celtic there from Kenny Dalgleish. Eddie in Whiteinch, you go along with that? I 100% agree with them. Um, I'm actually I'm a mad Celtic fan. I've listened to Super Scoreboard for years and never been compelled to phone in. But I actually think it's embarrassing the way Celtic fans are acting, screaming for the manager's head. I think the guy has shown superb loyalty to the club through hard times, personal and on the pitch. I think his, his success record is fantastic. And we know what it's like to have a manager who's no loyal to us. And I think the fans should be very careful what they wish for. Because who are they going to get better than Lennon? Who are they going to get that will stand by Celtic? And just to add on to that, as far as players are concerned with Duffy, etc., a couple of names. Fraser Foster, first season, shocking. Paul Elliott, first season, shocking. Now, that's the problem with lone players. You don't get time to bend them in. But sometimes players hit the ground running. Sometimes they don't hit the ground running. That's just the nature of transfers. Is a lot of this born out of the though of, of the significance of this season? Because you're absolutely right, and I think across 
football And particularly here We are too knee jerk but, but players ain't getting longer than a season To settle in at the moment Are they because of what's at stake? Actually 100% I think, I, think there's a, I think there's two things with Celtic fans I think we've forgot What it's like to be in a competitive league And say we were like We've had This is nine in a row and I'm proud of it And I'm dying to do ten in a row But we have to, hands up Some of the biggest competitors haven't been there Some of the competition's not been that strong and I think they forgot what it's like to have real competition. I remember going to the games with the radio and tit for tat, Rangers score or we score, and you don't, it's on a knife edge right up until the last day of the season. The day we stopped 10 in a row for Rangers, last day of the season. And I think we've actually got spoiled with success. And the 10 in a row has just made people go loody. They're absolutely gone lunatics with it. I can't believe it's taken you all these years to phone in, Eddie, because you, you make so many intelligent points in there. One of the first things you said was be, be careful what you wish for. Now, since a week passed on Saturday on this show, we've had a lot of Celtic supporters coming in demanding change at the top. I don't remember too many suggesting who might be a better manager for Celtic. Now, here and now, chasing 10 in a row, chasing a treble, competing in Europe, who would be a better option now than Neil Lennon? I know one's just came available today, Roger. Behave yourself. I'll, 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 I'll tear them up for you, Daz. And also the point you make, Eddie, about the competitive league is part of the pressure building on Neil Lennon, the quality of this Rangers team. Now, Ronnie Dyler won two titles with Celtic. The team Neil Lennon's got just now, would that beat Ronnie Dyler's team? Yes. Because at that stage, Rangers were either out of the league or not very strong in the league. Now there's a very strong Rangers team and Neil's team and Neil is getting it in the neck. But a lot of it surely is to do, as you say, with the competition in the league rather than the quality of the team that Neil's put together. It's all together. down to the pressure, Roger. There's no doubt of that. There's all down to the pressure of this season. And Celtic fans are looking and thinking, we're not playing well, we're shipping goals, our signings aren't hitting the ground yeah, because running. The, the points total in itself is, is fine, isn't it? Is there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong. This hasn't stacked it up against any previous season. I think they're two points worse there's, or something. There's nothing wrong this with the start to the season. But at the other side of the city, city they started very well. And, and they started great, Gordon. And they look, you know, as a as a team and a squad and everything's going great for Rangers fans and Steven Gerrard and whatever. Now, Eddie picks up the point about loyalty loyalty in football now is very 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 difficult to get but what I will say about Neil Lennon loyalty Celtic yeah you can't argue with that but you've got to say as well Neil Lennon left Hibs he was out of job he went from Hibs to Celtic Celtic were lo good for Neil Lennon to bring him in and give him a job because I don't think Neil Lennon when he left Hibs would ever think they would have the chance to manage Celtic again so it works both ways it's all about what's happening. People are starting to panic. People, you're right, going Celtic fans. Celtic need to look after themselves before worrying about Rangers. But Celtic fans will always look over there to see what's going on. And what's going on at Ibrooks now is very good for Rangers. And you go, Eddie. Uh, just one thing. Um, again, back to your loyalty. The best thing the, the new Rangers board, etc., have done is stick by Gerard. It'd been easier for them in his first. We well in charge when they didn't want it, still hasn't won anything. It's to bail and go for somebody else and look for a quick fix. But the reason I've got Celtic, I've got this challenge is because they've showed loyalty. And the first time we get a challenge, 
our fans are doing that exact opposite it's embarrassing Eddie that was a pleasure to speak to you first time would you give it a, another go since you've broken the seal I will do good man <laughs> Eddie just <laughs> along you. the road in White Inch as well hopefully we'll speak to you soon that's what happens Gordon sometimes you listen for years but something just tips you over yeah. the edge yeah it's amazing that you know if you're sitting there for all those years and you just decide Tuesday night I'm on the phone that, brilliant Eddie that's, well that's where we're at Scottish football is um, is in an important place at the moment it's getting everyone going thank you very much to Eddie in White Inch 01419511025 keep the calls coming in we're going to hear from Alex McLeish after these 01419511025 this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Here until eight, so loads of time to get your calls in. 01419511025. Very passionate defence of all things Celtic from Neil Lennon today, which seems to have got everyone going. Uh, let's hear a bit from Alex McLeish as well. He says Rangers are now title favourites, and that's largely down to their recruitment over the last transfer window. I believe they can do it because uh, the, the recruitment in terms of the strikers has been good I think that's been missing for the last couple of years yeah, maybe it wasn't in, in uh, Stephen's capability to do it you know in, in terms of finance or whatever but that has certainly raised the bar for me a, a little bit and it could be a bit of a game changer for in terms of the title this year you see Roof's goal the other night he's he's finding his feet Itton we've, we've still not really seen much of him yet but they definitely needed reinforces other than Morelos and uh, Defoe. Uh, and it looks like they've done some good business. And I would mark them down as favourites early days, but I would say they're favourites at the moment. Let's bring in Michael, who is a Celtic fan down in Liverpool. How's it going, Michael? Not bad, guys. How's it, how's it going, Gordon? Yeah. Roger? All good up here, Michael. What have hey, you got Michael. for us? Um, basically, I want to say one thing before I start. Um, I don't think Rangers are going to lose many points, um, or many games, I should say. Um, even though Celtic have got games in hand, uh, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Um, like Gordon or Roger was saying earlier about Frimpong, Frimpong's out of sorts, I think, in the last couple of matches, which I'm quite disappointed in, because I, I, I like him as a defender. Um, but my, my point tonight is um, basically about John Kennedy and Neil Lennon. They're the most passive coaches I've ever seen in my life. Neil Lennon sits on the bench with his hands in his pockets. Doesn't get out off the bench, um, hardly ever. Um, and John Kennedy is nowhere to be seen. Um, me personally, I would like to see Paul Lambert with Johan Yalby or John Hartson or Stylian Petrov as backroom staff. And also... You've got if you want to give confidence to so your hold players, on, though, I, I get Mialbe etc. You, you're talking about coaches, but when you mention Paul Lambert, you mean to replace Neil Lennon as Celtic manager? Yes, I. But the manager today is pretty clear. He's most unhappy with the fact that there's even a discussion surrounding his future. Um, he, he calls it media driven, but again, it, it seems to be fans like yourself, Michael, who are bringing this up. The, the manager thinks that's unfair. Um, I like I like Neil Lennon, but to be honest with you guys, see this in May this year when we won the Scottish Cup, and I was going home on the bus uh, after watching Celtic in the pub and all that. I was very very disappointed to know that Neil Lennon was giving the manager's job, but I thought at first 
I had a wee think about it, and then I thought, Neil Lennon will give us some passion because he's got his Celtic through and through. But no, I look at him and I look at he's, he's no the same Neil Lennon that 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 evolved. Do you know what I mean? I like to see a, a, a passionate manager like your Jurgen Klopp. Do you know what I'm saying? Or your Jose Mourinho, who's very, who goes and gets off the bench and goes, come on and tries to g the guys up. But on the, but on the, on the flip side, Michael, this is what happens when the scattergun comes out. And I think Neil Lennon was referencing some of this stuff. Everyone becomes a body language expert. Everyone's talking about what's going on in the training ground. Does he need new coaches, etc.? Arguably, your most successful period recently came under Brendan Rodgers, a calmer manager you, you won't see. Exactly, you're right there. Um, but I'm, I've been watching Celtic for over 40 years, guys, you know, and I'm just, uh, I'm, I, I will be heartbroken if Rangers, but I've got a feeling Rangers are going to win the title. This is where I have all the sympathy for every manager, Roger, because I feel like if you're not an arm waver, people want you to be an arm waver, and if you are, they want you to not be. Everything yeah, let, everything let's, gets called into question it, when results don't go well. It doesn't matter at all, the manager's body language. Leeds United are having their best period in 20 years. The manager sits in a bucket. The Ur Willie. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the manager do. You're the most passive <laughs> manager in the world. It's Brendan Rogers, hailed for the invincible team. So whether Neil Lennon leaps about and kicks bottles of water as he did at Inverness many years ago, whether he sits and borrows a tea cake from Lee Griffiths, it doesn't matter. But when the team's losing, as it has done in the last week, things like body language, things like demeanour will be thrown back at the manager. And Neil's not having it, and I have to say, I'm not really having it either. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't buy into he should be out there running up and down, uh, throwing his arms about. I, I don't care about this training. Is also getting scrutinised about what does Neil Lennon do in the training. Neil Lennon's right. How many people see Neil Lennon prepare for a game? He'll probably be doing most of the stuff. He's got coaches there as well. That's part of being a management team, Gordon. Neil Lennon will feel... When he wants to step into a training session To stop it To put his I don't know if he's a hands-on Because there's plenty of Fantastic managers out there That set everything up And trust in their coaches To go and perform the training session While they overlook it Now, if Neil Lennon's winning games We ain't talking about What Neil Lennon's doing the dugout We ain't talking about What he's doing the training ground Or what no, he's to, doing to, to be, I agree with that But to be fair People are just looking for the reasons That they're not winning games Well, it's, well let me tell and you I, now, I, I, That's not for me A second saying any of it's accurate Well, but I'll, that's where I'll it comes put from. it to bed for you, right? Celtic are not winning games It's nothing to do With the fact that Neil Lennon's not running about The training ground Or up and down the touchline in theory the, the stuff about the touchline And again the, the bit about the training The bottom line is that we don't know And that's where Neil Lennon's mm. right There's no point in people speculating But you can't you can't say Celtic's lack of results Has got nothing to do with what's happening at training Because you don't know Either way Yeah but what I'm saying so about the touchline The touchline I'm concentrating on here I don't know what sort Mark obviously worked under Neil He may, he may have changed He might be a manager that goes in the morning has all, everything set up, all his plans there, and say to his coaches, mm. this is what we're working on today, I'm going to step in. He might not, but if he's if he's winning games, nobody's interested in that bit. Michael, Neil Lennon says they're going to get better, they're getting players back, people are exaggerating. Kenny Dalgleish says Celtic fans like you have to remember what Neil Lennon's done. Why is none of this good enough for you at the moment? Um, I mean, he's done, he's done good for Celtic, you know what I mean? But... 
I, I just don't know. Don't know what's went wrong. I mean, you know, I mean, that three five two worked, and how is it not working now? I'm just thinking, what's going on here? And I love frim farming like that, as I say. Uh, but for I just don't know what's going on here. And I was screaming at the telly. I think that and Cham, I don't like him. I never have done. I don't. He like he walks like he walks jumps around, walks about like cozy modo, right? He's too. He walks like he's on a Sunday stroll in the park. Um, he's too slow for me, right? I don't care what anybody says about him. He came to Paris Saint Germain, Man City, and that. But for me, he's a poor, poor midfielder. Murdo McLeod, your Murdo McLeod, your Stellian Petrels were much, much better players. Paul McStay's. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you've set, the, but you've set the bar pretty high with those names. Three of the best Celtic midfielders <laughs> of the last 50 years, I would suggest to you. It, it, it does go down as one of the frustrations. And Neil Lennon doesn't like players being singled out for criticism. But anyone who has seen what Olivier and Cham is capable of and has seen him at the moment is bound to wonder what, what, what the difference is at the moment. Yeah, he's playing poorly. Shane Duffy's playing poorly. Jeremy Frimpong is playing poorly. The team is playing poorly. Neil Lennon believes that form is temporary and class is permanent and Celtic will emerge successfully from this downturn in form. Um, it might not be on Thursday night in Lille. He will have to hope it's at Hamden on Sunday against Aberdeen. Um, beyond that, it's Sparta Prague at Celtic Park. And beyond that, it's the very important business of trying to reel Rangers back in in this Premiership title race. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Very busy start to the show just after we play Beat the Pundit. We're going to get the inside track on Rangers Europa League opponents for Thursday evening. But before all of that, it is your chance to win a signed ball and hopefully uh, take advantage of a slip up by Gordon DL or Roger Hanna in the process. It's 01419511025. The lines close at seven. So if you want to play Beat the Pundit next, you'll have to be quick. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Dale is here Roger Hanna is alongside him A busy Tuesday It's been in Scottish football Neil Lennon ignited things A very passionate defence Of Celtic's position at the moment And his own position uh, We gave you those comments earlier on And lots of you still trying to have your say So I'm sure we'll get back to that Before the end of the show uh, We're also going to get the inside track On Rangers Europa League opponents We'll do that after we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time, I must admit, it's much better being back in this studio. I quite enjoyed the comfort of the living room last week, but not being able to see the panic on your face during Beat the Pundit was um, it was something I missed greatly. <laughs> You ready to go tonight? Yeah, yeah My right. forum's not very good But I'm going to go Okay, uh, let's meet tonight's contestant David is calling in from Coat Bridge How are we, David? Hi, how you doing, okay? Not bad, are you well? Yes, we're all keeping well Hope you are all keeping well Yes, okay. can't complain I'm going to toss this coin, David If it's heads, you take on Roger Who, remember, would start on minus one And if it's tails It will be Gordon Diel And it's heads It's Roger oh, Hanna Good luck, David Doesn't play very often But he's on tonight, David Thank you. Good luck You ready to go? Yes Good man, right I'll give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to He's giving me the thumbs up Right, 30 seconds on the clock, David It's pretty simple Answer as many questions Right as you can If you're not sure The secret is Pass quickly 
And get through as many as you can Alright Thank you Good man Right 30 seconds going on this clock And your time starts now What was the final score of Scotland women's match against Finland today? 3-1 Which Scottish side did Davy Moyes make over 100 appearances for? Johnson. Which Scottish goalkeeper plays for Derby County? David Marshall. Which Asian country did Derek Riordan play in immediately after his second Hibs spell? Uh, pass. What's the nickname of Alawa? What domestic trophy? I've started it, so you can take a relative amount of time. What domestic trophy did Mikel Arteta not win with Rangers? The Scottish Cup Okay let's bring back Roger Hanna Roger can you hear us Yep But the greatest dancer in Clyde too Same <laughs> I thought that Gordon Deal was doing his greatest dancer impression he But was. It, was, it was just him limping to get his coffee He uh, John beat the pundit with that hip uh-huh. any, any more news No oh, Just WD-40 no. at the moment Yeah WD Right okay uh, Roger 30 seconds Same questions to you Your time starts now What was the final score of Scotland's women's match against Finland 1-0 which Scottish side did David Moyes make over 100 appearances for? Preston Which Scottish goalkeeper plays for Derby County? David Marshall Which Asian country did Derek Riordan play in immediately following his second Hibs spell? China What is the nickname of Alawa? The Wasps What domestic trophy did Mikel Arteta not win with Rangers? The League Cup Who topped the Scottish Premier League goal-scoring chart with 28 goals in the 02-03 season? John Hartson Okay okay David What do you think? I remember the wash now Ah see David I was just You got stuck on that one Uh, I must admit Whether Roger Hanna Wins this or not Whether he wins it or not He had a DL I've waited years And years and years For this moment And he had a DL (laughs) I am going to I'm going to clip this up I'm going to send it to you And you can make it Your ringtone Before Exactly And he's blissfully unaware Let's revisit question two Before we go any further uh-huh. Which Scottish side Did David Moyes Make over 100 appearances <laughs> oh, for I never even Not uh, even passed Completely passed me by Pre- Preston When did they play In the Scottish <laughs> Completely passed It's funny Because he leapt out his chair I thought he'd cramp it's or something It's the quickest I've seen him move Oh that completely passed me by There you go Happens to the best of them Was it the pass? But we'll get to that But I just wanted to Listen chance I to, wondered why you were leaping about <laughs> The chance to ridicule Roger Hanna Comes along doesn't, not, doesn't come around very often So do you know what um, David you've got some sort of moral victory Even if this <laughs> if this doesn't go to plan It may be a victory victory Nah I don't think so I don't know though Let's find out um, What was the final score of Scotland's women's match against Finland David I tried to do your turn here I'll give you an, Let you in a wee secret About five minutes ago during the break Roger Hanna said to me what was the final score of the Scotland women's game? He was just curious and I just dingied him. I thought, I'm not going to tell him because I know that's the first question, but he's, he's sharp and he, he went and checked. So it was 1 0 to Finland. Right. Oh, no problem. 1 0, Roger. Well, actually. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Exactly. It was, I guess, it was a first defeat of the qualifying campaign, I think. So hopefully. Spoiled it for Daz Daz had taped it He was trying to keep it quiet Shelley Kerr's side Can get back on track Roger does start on minus one So that's you level Which Scottish side Did Davy Moyes make Over a hundred appearances <laughs> With unbelievably It was not Preston uh, But David couldn't get it either Bavilla Look at that Just, You stick stick with the Dazzler Roger You won't, you won't go far wrong uh, Which Scottish goalkeeper Plays for Derby You both got it right David Marshall Which Asian country Did Derek Riordan play in Immediately following his second Hibs spell What did you go for that one again David? 
Plastic, yeah. Fight. yeah, it was China. So Roger goes one up essentially. Uh, what is the nickname of Aloha? Is the Wasps? Roger goes two up. Uh, there was a bit of life left in David. Mikel Arteta didn't win the Scottish Cup. Was that right? So he's pulled it oh. back to within one. Missed out injured against Dundee. But that was where David run ended and it didn't matter. I thought you'd have gone for the more obvious 0203 Henrik Larson. Was it Henry yeah, Larson? It was Henrik Larson. But it doesn't matter in the end. He had a nightmare and he still managed to pit me David Hardlines. <laughs> Listen, that was great. Thanks for calling. It was good. No, brilliant. Okay. We enjoyed having you on, David. Cheers, David. Thank you very much. That was David in Coatbridge. That's what you're up against. He's had a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Still and wins. and he wins. starts from minus one. I don't know. I feel like he was I feel like he might have been there for the taking tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was, especially with the David Moyes one. Preston's a good answer, mate. It's not that far away. It's a lot of people out of form at the minute, Dan. It's a difficult time of the season. You you said yourself you're out of form, I'm out of form. I think it's the no crowds. I think that's what it is. I think it's having a real a real impact uh, on everyone. Maybe phased by having Gordon back in the studio. Should we send them back out to the house? Yeah, the pressure. No, I quite like when Gordon's there. I like to concentrate. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that's nice. Of you. Yeah, it's yeah, good to I, be I back. I prefer your company in here. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a certain novelty to just sitting on the couch all day, getting to <laughs> half five, and then I would think about switching the machine on, maybe quarter to six, and then do the show. Uh, no, it's when you finish. You oh, just I like being here. I like plug the machine in your. I'll get the kettle on. Lovely. TV. I mean, exactly. Goal. Last week, I was I was done for Bake Off starting, whereas tonight uh-huh. I'm going to have to record it and catch up. Exactly. But, you know, these are these are the big big decisions you need to you need to make. Anyway, um, lots of the show dominated tonight by Neil Lennon's comments today, which is understandable when one of the the top clubs and their manager speak so passionately about what's going on. Then people have their say. I'm sure we'll probably get back to it, judging by these phone lines. Um, let's turn our attention tentatively to the Europa League. This week though Like Poznan uh, Rangers opposition yeah. Roger Hanna Gordon Dale's here as well As we often do Let's get the inside track Christopher Lash uh, Is based in Warsaw In Poland Knows his stuff On Polish football uh, Christopher Thanks for joining us What type of team Did the Rangers face On Thursday night? Uh, a kind of a different team uh, In terms of What you might expect From a Lower to medium More medium to lower a club from a small country, or not a small country, but a country that's not doing that well in European football, because they play really, really, really attacking football. Uh, so um, they might not do it against Rangers, but they don't change their style really. So uh, expect them to like throw everything at you. Yeah, it I, might not work, but yeah. <laughs> a difficult comparison, perhaps. But we'll give it a go. That for the Rangers fans, the obvious recent experience they've had would have been uh, Ligia Warsaw when Rangers knocked them out not so long ago. How would the strength of those two sides compare? Completely different. Completely different. Chalk and cheese. Lecker completely top heavy, bad defence, and Legia were great in defence. Were very good in defence and had a terrible attack. So it's completely different. Completely different. In terms of stylistically, Rangers have have kind of shown that they are, are very comfortable at, at European football at the moment and have been at times happy to to catch teams on the break. Is that the way you would see the game going? Just listening to what you're saying about like Poznan being willing to just throw everything at it and, and kind of hope that it works. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends how Rangers set up. Um, obviously, I'm not watching that much Scottish football, but you know, I've heard a bit about you, and obviously, you've got a great very good defence and you know 
like, a lot better than last year, I think, in general. That's the, the comments I've read and stuff and yeah. what I've seen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, I think that, you know, probably the best way of doing it for Rangers is to, is to sit, not that deep, but a little bit and, you know, and hit Lech on the break. But uh, it is a little bit risky. And I, I mean, I don't want to take on Rangers fans, but, you know, Lech have really do have an uh, exciting attack. Um, and it's not really just the attack. They, it's you know, the, the two midfielders uh, don't really sit. They they move forward as well. Uh, two sort of six and eight. Uh, the ten is incredibly attacking as well. Basically got Moda who's just been signed for Brighton for ten million uh, quid, who's been loaned back to to Lec. They've got a guy called Pedro Tiba next to him, who's exciting kind of creative Portuguese midfielder, a Spanish kind of number ten. And they've got two fullbacks, which basically are like wing backs really, really attack, loads of energy um, and uh, uh, some exciting wingers as well. So it, it really is just, uh, it's so different to what Legia did yeah. last year. Um, so I mean, but, but you, the thing is, with, when you watch Legia, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. If you, were to, if you were to pick one of those guys that you mentioned, who would be the, the one danger man, if you like, or, or the one that the, the Rangers fans should look out for? Well, the, the, my favourite player is this uh, fantastic left winger. I think he's right when he sort of switches a bit. Uh, Jakub Kaminski, who's born in June 2002, so 18-year-old, uh, who's just been called up for the Polish national team, first call-up. Uh, he's just incredibly exciting player. Plays between the lines, you know, assists. Uh, really, really dangerous and re- really creative. Um, fast and just a lot of fun. I think he might go for like break this kind of record. McModer went for Tell Me into Brighton, but I think uh, Kaminsky could uh, break the league record and go for even more. Uh, so him, but but in just in general, it's a it's a really very really exciting attacking unit. Just the, the centre backs are, are, are pretty poor, basically. Uh, so the, it, it, it's it, that's why I'm saying it's it's not it's atypical for a team at this level, you know, who's not from a top league to be to be so attacking, you know. Uh, and it's, that's why it's fun to watch and play. How, how important is the Europa League to Lech? They've obviously lost the first game last week against Benfica. Are they focusing on domestic matters more now, or do they still see themselves as having a chance of, of qualifying for the knockout stages? Do you think, Christopher? Well, uh, I think the team that they that it, they've got the most chance of getting points off is Standard. Uh, I didn't watch the Standard Rangers game, but I've heard they're not playing that well and they're not that great a team. Standard. Uh, so you know, as someone you know, Poland's, Poland's coefficient is absolutely awful for the for the amount of money and the the size of the country, and it really should be a lot better. Um, I know Scotland has had problems in the last, well, was doing pretty badly, and then you know Celtic and Rangers together have been pulling you guys up again. Um, but uh, Polish football desperately needs coefficient points. So, um, and to be honest, I think the way that let play gives them a chance of getting them because okay, they could lose, and they probably will lose against Rangers, but they also I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm saying that the way that the attackingness of them means there's always a chance they could. Uh, they played against Benfica, and you know they had like almost the amount of possession as Benfica. Uh, they had more shots on target, hit the post, some really good saves. Uh, they just defense is, is bad, you know. Uh, so uh, I, you know, they, you know, the, the, there's not been a Polish side in the Europa, in a, sorry, in a group stage since 2016-17 when Legia won it either the Champions League or the Europa League. So it is important for them. And, and just, the, again, the, the sheer positivity of the football uh, means that it's just, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, do they have a chance? 
who knows? They might do because of the, just that attackiness of them. You, you touched upon that they'll have to went to Brighton in the last transfer window and has been loaned back. The previous transfer window, the big export, of course, was Patrick Clamalla to Celtic. Uh, yeah. are, are people in Poland, have they been monitoring his progress in, in the, almost a year now that he's been at Celtic, Christopher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously with the pandemic and the fact that, you know, Scottish football closed off, it's sort of, uh, you know, there wasn't much talk about him then, obviously. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, Polish, there's so many Polish players all over the place that, uh, you know, you get, you, you know, when, when, when your players are all over the place in different leagues, it's sort of, you get little bits of information here and there from all these different places, you know, Italy, France, and Polish players are in, in really good leagues as well. Um, but, you know, I think he's, you know, people are keeping track. I mean, obviously he's not, I, I think he's, he's in and out of the team, isn't he? Yeah, he um, doesn't, doesn't play all that much at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if if he was playing more, I mean, obviously, I've seen a couple of his his goals and stuff, and, yeah. and obviously, he's, he's done a decent job, I think, you know, in general. Um, and you know, I wasn't quite sure how he would do, but you know, people are keeping track. But I think that he needs to play more, even if he's got any chance of getting yeah. to the Euro twenty one squad uh, he needs to play more basically great stuff Christopher we will have to leave it there but thank you so much that was Christopher Lash a Poland, Polish based uh, football expert giving you the inside track on like Poznan Rangers fans I'm sure you had plenty to think over listening to that so we'll see uh, what happens when the sides meet on Thursday thanks again to Christopher let's bring in Andrew who's a Rangers fan from Crookston hi Andrew hi there how, how are you doing all good how are you good hi great I hope you are all keeping well yeah uh, Keeping me away from this pandemic. Um, yeah, I was just listening to the the, the, the earlier caller there. He made some really good points. Uh, getting into the Rangers game, uh, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. I watched um, a replay of Lake Poznan's game, uh, and I seen that the 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 they're a decent side. They look a decent side, um, and. As the earlier caller said, was that their their defence looks a bit leaky. Um, mind you, Benfica are playing Benfica, so Benfica are no mugs as you know. Um, yeah. But I do think we'll get three points. Um, and also, I also disagree what he said about. Um, uh, I, I, I don't also, um, but I, I disagree with one thing he said. Um, about Standard Liège not being such a great team now. They haven't been beat at home in Europe in six years. So I, I kind of disagree with that. That part of his point, that was the only point I did disagree with. Uh, but I, I can't fault Rangers at the minute at all. The way they're playing, the fluency they we're playing with, um, the bench is a completely different... It's a different... It's, a, it's yeah, stronger. Night, and day from, night and day from last year Yeah I mean Gordon When you look at Rangers in these types of European games And there have been so many So it's not like we're just basing it on one or two and, and, and people are getting carried away You just get the feeling now For Rangers to lose a game like this They'll have to They'll have to drop the level considerably Compared to what they usually do in these matches Yeah of course they will But I think it'd be music to Rangers ears If Christopher's right uh, when he's assessing, you know, the opposition, the fact that, you know, they're a very attacking team, but they're very poor at the back. Uh, that's Rangers' strength, especially uh, away from home in Europe. You know, defensively, Rangers are, are solid just now. And going forward, especially against a bad defence and hitting on the counter-attack, 
then I think that would suit Rangers down to a tee and um, I think it would make Rangers, you know, very strong favourites to go there and get a good result because uh, see if you're not losing goals, you know, the confidence that gives you is incredible and your strikers, have a look at the quality in the strikers that they've got. You look at Defoe coming in at the weekend there and his goal, 300th goal, terrific. Uh, Roof over in Belgium, terrific as well. Morelos, not scoring as many as Rangers fans would hope, but I think he's playing such a big part in the team as a team player. So all going well for Rangers. They'll go there with a lot of confidence and if they play to their capabilities, you'd expect them to win the game. Yeah, but a different type of challenge. Do you look at the weekend, look at Sunday at Ibrox. You know, Livingston come, they sit in, five at the back, try and defend for, for their lives. Now happened to be 2-0 down after 16 minutes. But they defended and, you know, they made Rangers try and play through them. If Lake Poznan come in a cavalier attitude and try and pour forward at Ibrox, Completely different challenge It'll be interesting to see How Rangers actually Deal with a challenge like that But It's a Poznan team Lost four at home In their opening game In this section They're now coming to a Rangers team In form Who won on the road In their opening game In the section I think Stephen Gerrard will, will feel confident About the challenge ahead I was going to ask you Andrew What the main difference is Between this season And last season Is it all about that Depth that you mentioned Off the bench uh, but Rangers European form's actually been so good over the last couple of seasons You would have been as confident um, of winning a game like this back then, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely um, what, what what I mean about night and day from last season uh, the, the bench, is a, the, the transfer market was, is, for me, was absolutely fantastic We've still yet to see the boys Zunga um, Which is another... Uh, another uh, Great thing to see, look forward to, and the other thing as well. I, what I'm liking about hearing from Stephen Gerrard it says, you know, we're going game by game. We're not going forward or getting carried away. It's game Saturday, yeah, take one at a time. Sunday, the game on Thursday. Concentrate on the game on Thursday, and then. Go again on Sunday mm-hmm. Concentrating the game on Sunday So taking game Each side Come back to what you asked me there About um, last season uh, If you just look at the bench If you even looked at the bench on Sunday The bench was just full of quality yeah, Quality, but, but, quality Andrew, It's not just It's not just in the bit You, you look at the, the changes that he's made uh, The good thing about Rangers They've come off a terrific week They've got a home game And they're no travelling and you'd expect them to go and win it. Thank you, Gordon DL. Thank you, Andrew in Crookston. What a question we've got next on this oh, teaser. No. This is going to drive you nuts. Get your pen and paper ready. I'll give you a full-time teaser. Uh, and by the way, no Scottish Cup replays this season. It's been announced by the Scottish FA as the tournament tries to deal with the pandemic, the fixture list. No Scottish Cup replays. A thing of the past. What do you make of that? Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Time for Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel to put their minds together. I'm sure it'll be a 50-50 share uh, as they tackle tonight's full-time teaser. It's a tough one, this, by the way. It really is. <laughs> no surprise. Yeah. And what I'm liking, there's some... You know, because John Smith, he likes to send in tough ones that I give to you of... This season we've discovered the crazy pony He sends some tough ones in mm. There are loads of people are sending them in um, But just some are more difficult than others And I need to keep the difficult ones for a Tuesday So this one by the pony uh, ten, 10 players Have played 
in a London derby in the English Premier League And they've also played in an Edinburgh derby Can you name them? Now obviously London derby's a bit loose You know there are loads of teams yeah. there but, but 10 players have played in a London derby in the English Premier League And they've also played in an Edinburgh derby London Derby and an Edinburgh Derby There you go That's a good one It is a good one isn't it uh... And as always Thanks to the Pony for sending them in It's fulltime at Clyde1.com If you want to contribute If you want to hear your question uh, That's the beauty of it You send the questions in The pundits try and come up with the answers And if it goes wrong I just blame you And I take nothing to do with it Any to get the ball rolling Just writing down the names of these London teams it could be mm-hmm. Yeah I mean there are Let's see one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's about 7 or 8 London teams Feature in the answers And have played in an Edinburgh derby That's yeah. Hibs or Hearts does Yeah when, yeah when we yeah, yeah, that. yeah I've got, I've got the, that the, the Hibs keeper I'm not sure where he play with Arsenal Graham Stagg No No mm. The other Hibs Gary O'Connor didn't, didn't he? No um, Eve McAlumby Play any for Chelsea? John Collins Am I going back as far as that gone? Can you allow it? Yeah but he's actually not one Interestingly It seems like a good shout from you But he's not on the it list does. Maybe not in a London derby In the English Premier League well, That could be yeah. Maybe. Fulham, I but I thought he played with Fulham in the Premier yeah, League Yeah but did he play in a London derby? Yeah yeah I'm sure he did <laughs> <laughs> I would just give me right, that I'll one give you a clue there is a, there is a goalie There's a goalkeeper Goalkeeper And it's not Hibs The Hearts goalie mm. Silence Silence No we need to We just need, gonna need to Get our Get the uh, You think the, so? The thought process going here when, Once we're going we'll be fine Right okay Apparently um, We've got John on the line who's got a strong message For some of the Celtic support So I'll get to him in just a second Let me just update you on one of the other stories Doing the rounds today There will be no Scottish Cup replays this season The Scottish FA's announced Revised rules to take into account The pandemic and the crowded fixture list So drawn games will go into extra time They'll be decided by penalties if necessary um, Sensible? Yes, very much so I yeah. mean, Well, listen, we discussed it earlier on The crammed fixture list um, They're going midweek weekend Midweek weekend Midweek weekend um, There's a break next month There'll be three Scotland games Very quickly There's just Too few Dates available um, I think it's a sensible decision By the SFA um, It'll alleviate a bit of fixture congestion You don't know how far The two teams still left in Europe Are going to get You don't know how many further games Are going to fall Because of Covid-19 related issues um, Jim Duffy didn't get his first home game of the season At the weekend because of a waterlogged pitch At Dumbarton So there are all manner of pressures On a congested fixture catalog You know mm-hmm. a Fixture list if you like And I think it makes sense That the SFA do away with replays this season I mean it's something that gets debated Regardless mm-hmm. of the pandemic Gordon Some people just think we, we should do away with them The obvious counter argument is if you're a small team it, it can feel like a win You go and get that financial boost Of, of oh. getting the replay and, and well done to you um, But at the moment I think most would agree it, it seems sensible Yeah you're right Gordon Because even when I played And for instance Played at Wraith Rovers I always remember If you get Rangers and Celtic 
you're on 300 a win and 1,000 a draw uh, <laughs> just to get back to <laughs> Celtic Park or Ibrox. But I, in the present day, I, I think it's a very sensible idea. It's a correct uh, decision and uh, you've got to be applauded for that because of the situation that we're in. Uh, yeah, I mean, also something that, that affects teams down the food chain, if you like, the clubs who are going to face premiership teams will be required to test for COVID-19. Um, much like the the League Cup, to be fair, Roger. We've had yeah. a bit of a flavour of that. Um, a lot was said about it at the time, but you can understand why not doing that would lead to all sorts of difficulties. Well, you can understand it. Look at the difficulties we're having just with premiership fixtures at the minute. The problems that Kilmarnock are going through, are going through, St Mirren are currently going through, Aberdeen, Celtic, Hibs, Hamilton have all been touched by it. So anything we can do to enhance the testing process and to reduce the number of COVID-related incidents is to be welcomed because there really is very limited scope, as we're seeing on the fixture calendar, for any more postponements. Okay, 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's bring in John, who's calling in from Parkhead tonight. How's it going, John? Hi, how you doing, Gordon? Right, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. What have you got for us? Fuck. Celtic fans, certain selection, the Celtic fans. I certainly know the type of Celtic fan I was when I was getting brought up to be one and still are. Um, and they just don't press the panic button. We're talking about a wee guy who's gone five trophies in a row, four trebles in a row. I think he's lost feet. That's just for looking back to Celtic. We're only eight games, or sorry, ten games out of the season. I want them sacked. Just don't get that. But again, I suppose it's a different era. Um, I just think that uh, we've heard it all before. Two seasons, last two seasons, we were struggling. We've always come back. Can you give him a chance? No. I mean, for, for, what, for what it's worth, John, in, in a general sense, I'll stick up for, for youngsters everywhere. I'm just about clinging on to being one. When, when you mention it being a different era, you know, sometimes in football discussions, we fall into this trap of because things have been bad in the past or because things have been worse in the past, you, you then can't demand better at, at the present. And I'm not really sure that that always is valid. However, um, I think many Celtic fans listening will agree with you and will think that it's too early to be hitting the panic button the, the ones who are hitting the panic button I assume they're doing so because they don't see it getting better how how confident are you that, that it will? Well we've been through it before for the last two seasons but what, what my point is right how is it worse? We've not lost a trophy we've not we've not we've not lost a trophy and Fino Lines came back to the club under Brendan Rodgers as well for a long time so I don't know I don't know where this worse thing comes from that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, I would have loved to have... I mean, I, through the Tommy Burns era, I think we won one trophy in about nine years or something like that, up to we stopped mm. Rangers there. You know, I, that's, that's what I'm not getting. There's nothing to be worried about here. Oh, like I, th- I, I think you're wrong, John. I think there's a bit to be worried. If, if you're a Celtic fan, and that's why we're getting inundated with calls, um, criticising the manager and the players... I think Celtic fans are worried and I think they should be worried because, yes, I'm I'm like you. I wouldn't even think you um, sacking Neil Lennon. I wouldn't be pressing the ba- panic button. But shortly, I would be looking for uh, better signs of my team. Can I come back in, Gordon? Of course you can. Right. What is it to be worried about, uh, Gordon? Because 
see if if they win their game and hold they're three points behind Rangers and that's us supposed to be playing bad mm-hmm. so what is, if we start playing good what is it to be worried about we're not going to play like this all season we've got too many good players we just need to calm down a bit we're, we're just there a quarter of the way into the season and by the way Roger John, John might be right that, That's the thing that we don't. None of us know as much as we would uh, pretend But it's the size of that if That he says You know, if, if we win this If we do that That's what's concerning Some people I'm not saying it's right Or it's wrong But it's the size of the if At the moment That concerns people And it certainly seems to be Concerning a lot of John's Fellow Celtic fans You know in the first hour of the show There Stuart phoned Scott phoned Michael phoned And they were all demanding A change in manager Now Celtic if they win the game in hand As I said earlier Are three points off the top of the league they win on Sunday at Hamden They are 90 minutes from a fourth consecutive treble It's not quite the you know nine years without a trophy That John's talking about So is it to do w- w- with 10 in a row? Is there a, a fever going on among supporters about this? Is it just a case of there's now a generation of Celtic fans Who have been spoiled Who don't know about the times that John's talking about You know periods of time Lengthy periods of time Without silverware And I've been spoiled by the success That Celtic have had in the last decade Let me, let me ask you about that the, the same way I kind of put it to John though I, I, I get that I, I get that you can be spoiled But what what, what does that what is, Where does that get you? If your priority is right now In assessing where your team Not just talking about Celtic Any team Assessing where your team are Where they're going You want the best for them You want them to strive And constantly get better and better and better what relevance is it that you previously had tough times? So if you take that to the nth degree That means every time a team goes through a week Of two defeats and a draw The manager has no, to go Of course not, that's what I'm saying I, You're not catching me saying Neil Lennon should go I just think this general narrative and Maybe it's just Maybe it's us youngsters getting annoyed at, at you old timers saying that But I just, <laughs> you know oh, you, you don't know how hard we've had it I, I, I just don't really I just don't get it But again, maybe that's maybe that's the generational but, thing on, but, on my but, side but Maybe this is a disposable generation And managers, you know we're, we're, we're quite laughing and joking We're touching on Mark Wilson no, but again, I, I don't, I, after two I, I, games I'm not saying That's Neil, a nonsense I'm not, Of course it is And I'm not saying Neil Lennon should go Far from it I just wonder The real relevance of the fact That things have been worse before I just, I just don't get it no, but I think what we're saying is that you know John's asking for a little bit of patience, not a knee-jerk reaction. Let's just sack the manager because we've had a bad week. Um, you know, try and show a bit of patience. We're not saying give Neil Lennon a ten-year deal. What we're saying is Neil Lennon has probably done enough for Celtic, not even as a player, as a manager in both spells. That when he goes through a bad week like this or a bad month like this, then. He should be able to dip into that pool of goodwill that he's built up over a period of time and that should be enough to protect him from the calls for his head that we've heard tonight and we've heard since a week past since Saturday since that defeat to Rangers at Celtic Park. Final word to you, John. I know, I kind of agree with what Roger says there. I, I just wish that, I mean, you know, support or support the team. And, and the team's, it's like, oh no, it's nothing yet. No, so I don't even understand why you wouldn't support the team. Get behind the manager and get let's get onto this season now. Gordon, yeah, I do, uh, I'm with John and, and John Camp there. I think that you should get behind your manager. Um, you know, it's going to be a long season, but I would slightly be concerned, and I'd be hoping that the the form started kicking in very soon because. I don't think you can count like last season Rangers coming back from Dubai and then having a 
a bad few weeks and Celtic just can't turn away. I think Rangers are in for a long haul. I think this is going to be really tight. John, thank you very much for taking the time to get in touch with us tonight. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. But you need to get moving on this teaser. We're looking for 10 players oh. who've played in a London derby in the English Premier League and in an Edinburgh derby. Scott Brothers has got one on Twitter that's a cracker. Craig D's got one. Alan Lappin's got one. Gordon Dale's got one. Either that or the cramps kicked in again. I'll be the judge of that. Uh, I'm going for Gordon Jury. Brilliant. Well done. Tottenham Hearts and Tibbs, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about uh, great quiz? Question answer Anthony Emmy Yes Ah Roger How old is he Etc etc yep. Bloody blood No no Hibs goalie No that was the one That, yeah, was, that was the goalie, goalie. Yeah yeah did, Stokes didn't play for Arsenal did he Not in a derby no, no. That's a good shout that does look It's not really because it was wrong Because it was wrong ah, Fair mm. point mm. Real spread across the generations as well Or across the Years, I should say. Man, Butcher was never in nah. one of those London ah, clubs, no, was he? No, no, no. Played for Hearts. How far have we gone back here? Yeah, English Premier League. So, 93 Yeah, I mean, yeah, one of them. One of them is far back. The one that's the furthest back is the biggest name that's on this list as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be someday that comes for Celtic Rangers to have their hearts, and then have come down that way. That's the way I'm starting to think okay. Ma- Matthew Matthew Breckenridge has given you backup. He's showing us evidence that John Collins Should have been on this list That's fine, we'll oh, add it on That's what he's got 11 now nah, apparently. Yeah. Well done Dazzler Yeah, tell the pony he needs to Get himself sorted out The pony's given us no chance No chance <laughs> I'll give you thinking time, we'll get the answers next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Score Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here We're about to speak to Lewis In Livingston on the line Let's quickly check in this teaser It is a tough one uh, We were looking for 10 um, It might well be 11 players Who've played in a London derby In the English Premier League And an Edinburgh derby uh, We reckon we've added John Collins on You've got Gordon Jury Anthony Emmy um, What else did you get? Dazzler's on a flyer here What'd you get? Ray Wilkins Brilliant Well done and Stephen Doby oh, Superb uh, That's such a good answer I think somebody helped you out with that Actually Crystal Palace and Hibs That's an outstanding effort You don't get any credit in this game None do whatsoever does None. Oh, don't, don't think I've forgotten about your effort last week when I was at home I and was, you cl- Did you hear this Roger? He got uh, caught Allison. Red handed Woeful uh, 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 was it all, Were you with him? An, an eyewitness did um, did, the, the LA, An eyewitness did tell me yeah. uh, Right um, Any more quickly? No I'm struggling now I'll give you some clues to help you along. You're looking for a guy who played for Fulham and Hearts. You're looking for another who played for Charlton and Hibs. I think they're the two easiest ones at the moment. Let's bring in Lewis and Lewis. Tom Soares, no? Oh, that's brilliant. That's not, that wasn't one of the clues, but well done. Tom Soares, Crystal Palace and Hibs. Great effort, that is. All right, let's bring in Lewis, who is in Livingston. How's it going, Lewis? Uh, hi, how's it going? Yeah, good, not I'm bad good. at all. You? Yeah, all good. What's your point tonight? Right, basically, I'm thinking with how Rangers' defence has been this season and how we've been playing, especially Philip Hollander, I think you've got to put him up there now and compare him to the likes of the best that have been, been playing in the Scottish League. I think his positional play is unbelievable. He reads the he reads the ball so well. And I think you've... You could even put him up there and compare him to the likes of Jap Stam. I'd even say he's possibly better than Jap Stam. Even though I know he's no played in Scotland, 
I think I think you could put him up there with Jack Storm. Come on. It's a bit early no, for that, is no, it not? No, 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 no. Well, you, you see him, you see him playing in Europe. You see him playing in oh, the oh, league. By I the think. way, he's very, he's very good. He's been a very good signing. But I just wonder if that's that's extremely high praise. Well, it is, but I mean, I think the way he's played this season, I think he's easily been the best defender in the league. And I think he keeps on playing like this. I think easily. I think I don't see what he's not got apart from maybe his pace. I don't see what he's not got or got that Jamstam hasn't. Um, Jamstam won a Champions, Champions League, League winners medal. Maybe. Very, uh, listen, I, 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 like I actually spoke about Helen on the show last week because we were talking about one of the corners came on and accused me of not giving Rangers enough praise for the win at Celtic Park, and I sort of picked out Goldson who scored the two goals in Tavernier, the captain, and, and spoke about their defending rather than their attacking. I used to think that area between Tavernier and Goldson was, was slightly vulnerable defensively. And I, I spoke last week about how they had sorted that out and really improved it. And I actually mentioned that the involvement of Helander next to Goldson might actually have been a contributory factor to that. That, you know, Helander yeah. and his experience is helping out Goldson, that in turn is helping out Tavernier. I think Helander's done well. Um, when he's had a run in the team And a run injury free You know he had a few injuries When he arrived from Bologna When he's a run injury free You can see his quality But um, I don't mind praising him For his quality Yabstam Another level for me Is there something about The the style of the players Does he remind you of Yapstam Or is that just a name That you've you, you've come up with Lewis I think that's more a, It's more that he reminds me Because I feel so Yapstam's a lot more Of a, an aggressive centre back He's He's a lot more You'll sort of come to the defender Whereas I think Helander His recovery tackles are fantastic Even though he's not got that speed I think it's just defensive ability wise I think they're extremely similar But Sort of play style I can see the differences Gordon, is he up there with No, yep. no. no, but look At the end of the day It's all about opinions uh, My opinion is no um, He's certainly having a good season as is most of the Rangers uh, players, especially at the back with the, the clean sheets. Um, he's got a bit of competition in there and he's holding that competition off very well because Goldson's uh, the, the main one that always starts and it's whoever with Goldson. So he seems to be the main man just now, but uh, that's a very, very high bit of praise that he's given there. Absolutely, I don't mind that That's, no, that's not fine at all. Um, Thank you very much to Lewis who's in Livingston Thank you once more 01419511025 um, At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Great res- great response to this question uh, I must say What about Jonathan Johansson? Yes Ah, uh, Roger, Hannah, take a bow That's your Charlton and Hibs one which um, other one, Rod, uh, Gordon? I must admit, some great answers coming in. P. Mick. What, what, has one of my favourite um, headlines, by the way, when Johansson left Rangers to go to Charlton. Fin to the valley. Well, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Steve O'Mac, I'll not give, mine. You, I'll, I'll give mine. you a help. Good headline, Steve O'Mac got John Spencer, which is wrong. No. Uh, Colin Moffat's throwing a good one in that you're waiting for. David Stevenson's playing along. Peter Gray. Stephen Tennant has got an. Oh, what an answer that is from Stephen Tennant. Gordon McIntosh got Johansson as well. How many have we still to get, Gordon? Uh, four. Oh, yeah, four. Four? Oh, are we on to nine? Mm-hmm. Need clues, and it's only 10 2, Roger. We mm-hmm. need clues already, Gordon, I think. I've got a bit of time. Uh, 
Let's take our first well, It's maybe not our first But let's let's look ahead a little bit To the week that lies ahead Since we're, we're coming to an end Roger Yeah um, Two very Different European games For Rangers And Celtic And Thursday Celtic first Away to Lille Lille Joined top of the French league With Paris Saint-Germain Scored four goals away In Prague In their opening day They will want to go deep Into this competition They are full of quality They are full of goals They will be an enormous test For an out of form Celtic team I agree with some of the Celtic callers early I think Celtic Will not win the game But I think Celtic's priority Has to be Hamden on Sunday And getting to a Scottish Cup final Getting a win on the board again And lifting some of the pressure That has been on Neil Lennon With the criticism from the supporters As for Rangers Six points clear domestically One in Liège last week Um, I would expect them To put away Poznan on Thursday night And again Arguably bigger for Rangers Is Sunday at Rugby Park Sunday lunchtime And the opportunity to widen that gap To nine points Albeit having played a couple of games more yeah, I think it's big for both teams, obviously. Um, Thursday night starts off. Rangers, home tie, you'd expect, the form they're in, uh, to win that, uh, especially after hearing that the, the, you know, the Polish team like to attack and with their full-backs and they play very high up the pitch and the defence isn't so good. So I think Rangers can take advantage of that. Big, big, big week for Celtic. Um, if they can get something, uh, you know, a positive result, and Thursday night to take into the semi-final against Aberdeen then get themselves into a final you can turn the corner very quickly but very important games coming up uh, OK I'll do you some wrong answers mm-hmm. shall we Murn E has gone Ricardo Fuller that's not right I wonder when this question was written actually because Craig D has thrown in Matt Doherty have Spurs oh. played one yet this season? That's a good question mm. Yeah Have they not played Do you yeah, play Arsenal? He doesn't play every week though Does he? Uh, Sergio Ray plays from time to time Anyway It might be Because these questions played, come in played West Ham last week In the 3-3 game Yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure Doctor yeah. played Anyway because the, the question could have been written A couple of weeks ago Or whatever So mm-hmm. let's let's give that one The benefit of the doubt But you've got a couple more to get I need clues Because I'm struggling What about the lad Stephen Elliott? No lads? No that's a good shoot. That was good, good shoot. Mm. What positions do you play, Gordon? Because I'm very good at positions. Remember, I get the goalkeeper last week, kitchen. There's a sense I never thought I'd hear on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. <laughs> um, we're looking for very kitchen. What about your 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 Fulham and Hearts one that I told you about? Central defender. Oh, the big lad, uh, Hughes. 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 Yep, I'm happy with that. Class, well done. Uh, right, there's another defender in there. Hibbs, Charlton, West Ham. You've you've possibly forgotten he played for Hibbs. I think we've forgotten he played for Charlton and West He's Ham. He's from the US of A. Oh, Roger, this is oh, doing your Jonathan Spector. Jonathan Spector, well done. Okay, okay. Uh, what else have we got here? Right, this one's a bit tougher. We're going back a bit. This guy also played for Aberdeen, Motherwell, Dundee. Chelsea Hibs And he was at Chelsea Sort of 93 to 96 Then he came back up here Hibs Aberdeen Motherwell I think he'll need to put you Out your misery on this one Initials AD Alan Davis No (laughs) (laughs) Right quick Because we need to move on Andy Dow Right, Right one more to get West Ham And then a 
pretty short loan spell at Hibs Initials Now you will get it off this R-V-T Oh Ricardo Vaz T Ricardo Vaz T Thank you very much Roger and Gordon Thank you for all your calls and tweets It was another extremely busy show So apologies if you couldn't get through But the great thing about it is We're always back Um the next day Tomorrow 6 o'clock We'll be here We would love for you To join us Callum Gallagher is up next So he'll look after you For the rest of the night And we'll speak to you At 6 tomorrow